Sisu is an ancient Finnish word for determination and courage in the face of adversity. However, Sisu is also an entire life philosophy and a path to refine one's character. Sisu Lab podcast is where we unearth and explore inner fortitude in its higher expression to become more focused, courageous, loving, and free. Join me, your host, Emilia Elizabeth Lahti, the author of Gentle Power, a revolution in how we think, lead, and succeed, using the art of Finnish Sisu for an inquiry into inner fortitude through a combination of research, short stories, and practice. Welcome to the first episode of the CISO Lab podcast. Now that we're starting our journey into the land of Sisu, I will give a little bit of an overview of the early stages of the research, what the word means, how it became to be such an important part of my own life, and what can be the relevance to you in your own life as you go on about the daily challenges and aspire to grow and take on opportunities and sometimes take action against very slim odds. As with so many things in our lives, when we get started with anything, in the root of it is a motivation, some kind of a big primer. I remember my former advisor, Angela Duckworth, once say that research is often me-search. And that was the case with me as well and the onset for Sisu. Some decade ago, 12 years ago, I was in a point in my life where I was going through a major transformation um, due to a traumatic event in my own life. And what was keeping me up at night was my own healing, but also overall, a bit later, the question, how do humans overcome extreme adversity? And where do we unearth strength when we feel that we have absolutely and utterly lost all hope, and we have consumed all the mental and physical capacities that we have. I was curious, how do we build trust after we feel that the world has broken us? And what sets apart those people who are able to overcome and endure and those who unfortunately don't? So these questions took me on a lifelong quest, I would say, because these are questions that we get to answer again and again in our own lives as we change the world around us changes, and we need to constantly be adapting, finding new ways how to respond to situations, and as a result of also surviving and ultimately also hopefully thriving, we get to grow. Life is always an opportunity to grow in self-knowledge and in understanding. There is a serendipitous story to the beginning of um, the research I heard Angela Duckworth, who later became my advisor, and she's the pioneer of the research on grit, which briefly said is the um, uh, day in, day out of putting in the effort to reach a very long-term goal. In Angela's words, it is passion and perseverance for something that is long in the horizon, and we must stay extremely patient, we must stay perseverant, in order to reach that goal in our lives. 
I heard Angela give a lecture at the University of Pennsylvania. It was psychology 101 class, pretty much, that I happened to stumble into. And how she was describing grit, that had been her research focus for over a decade at that point, it reminded me of this concept from my native country, from Finland, which is Sisu. It's spelled S-I-S-U. And it is a word and a a life philosophy that everyone in Finland knows. We know what Sisu is. We are born into this culture of Sisu. And it is a way of life that denotes fortitude. It denotes having patience to stick to our tasks But most importantly, Sisu really is about digging and unearthing strength when we feel like there is nothing left anymore. It reminds me of a quote by William James. William James uh, is often described as the uh, founder of modern psychology. He was the first one to um, start psychology classes at Harvard. But William James was also curious about the human energy and human strength. And he described this potent power or this energy that rises in us as a response to a crisis. And he called it the second wind. And he said that all humans, we have this stored up reserve and capacity to pull out this indomitable force within us when we most need it. So Sisu is a bit like that too. It is the second, third, fourth, fifth wind when we feel that we have consumed everything we have. And this encounter with Angela Duckworth, it primed me to look into the concept of Sisu from my own native country. And I realized and discovered that there was no peer-reviewed research. And most interestingly, even though Sisu is such an integral, central part of the Finnish culture, we refer it to as part of the three words which most describe the Finnish culture or are important to us, which one is sauna, uh, Sibelius, who's our national composer, and Sisu. This ability to push through incredibly tough times. And I wanted to understand if we could explain Sisu in a simple way. Um, The gut feeling I had that there's something more to this very modest-looking four-letter word than its appearance maybe allows us to assume. And when I started asking people about Sisu, I often came across um, what I learned was that it was hard to explain for a lot of people. We could share the stories about it, but oftentimes we would lack the words. So I later got accepted to University of Pennsylvania to do master's in applied positive psychology. That was in this very transitional time in my own life where I was experiencing what Richard Tedeschi, who's an American scholar and clinical psychologist, who would describe it as post-traumatic growth. I will get more deeper into that concept as well in this podcast, but for now I'll just leave it there as a Um, as a curious little uh, hint for you to look into more if you wish. But very briefly, post-traumatic growth is defined often as this extraordinary growth as a result of a traumatic event in our lives. And people often might even describe it as there's life before and post-trauma. So as I was moving into the post-trauma 
season of my life. I was admitted and I applied, um, got into this program, and my focus became Sisu. I wanted to understand what allows us to thrive. So I'll share with you some of the initial research findings into Sisu. In 2012, late that year, I got started. And the research data consisted of responses from over a thousand people. It was quite surprising and wonderful, really, to have so many people respond. I did a thematic analysis. I looked at the data in a qualitative manner, which is very common in cases when a phenomena that a researcher wants to look at when we don't have much previously existing information. And doing such a qualitative base work then later will allow there to be a um, the base for further quantitative exploration, which we have done in the form of a preliminary CISU scale uh, with Benti Hentonen and Ilmari Mattanen at the University of Helsinki. But the three foundational qualities of CISU, uh, I'll describe them right now. And as a little side note, as we go into this podcast journey, if you like, um, there's a good chance to just use this podcast as a platform for a personal inquiry into your own Sisu, to have it serve as a, that these little prompts would allow you to understand your own Sisu better and really get uh, up and close with it and get acquainted with what it is. What I have most often discovered as I've traveled and done research across continents and again and again I come across people who don't seem to necessarily recognize their own Sisu. So the problem so much isn't the lack of Sisu. It is simply that we forget how strong and how powerful we are, how significant our track record often is in overcoming adversities. So my invitation to you is to maybe even get a notebook and dedicate that notebook to be your manual into Sisu, how it works for you, because it is unique to each of us, how we can cultivate it. There are universal features to it, but it's best that you craft a manual for yourself for those times when things get really rough, but equally importantly, to be able to prepare for the rough times so you have something to go to in those moments. And I found that very important for myself. So maybe even get a notebook if that feels okay to you. And as the first assignment, as you listen to me share these um, aspects of Sisu, look in your own life where you recognize these three features that I'm about to describe and start collecting some what I call stories of Sisu. Maybe take a moment to journal of a moment in your life where you had to overcome an extreme adversity you had to be by someone else's side or you yourself went through something really difficult that you at some point didn't think that you would overcome. And write about that and collect as many as you can find because these will act as a base and a foundation for you to have the stories and have the cues, have the toolkit to remind yourself of the strength that you have within you 
in those moments when you feel like you have you are forgetting. So one of the sides to Sisu um, is what I call extraordinary perseverance. So Sisu is something beyond our regular day-to-day strives. One could say, to really simplify it, one could say that Sisu begins where perseverance ends. So when we go to that point where we truly seem to feel that we have consumed everything we have. One of the questions um, in the survey that I administered, it was trying to get into the bottom of, of the true deepest essence of Sisu. And so I'll give you an example here. Um, 62% of the respondents, out of three options that were there, the first option, which was 62% of the respondents, looked at Sisu as a reserve of power, enabling extraordinary action to overcome a challenging situation. As opposed to Sisu being merely more like an ability to persistently pursue meaningful long-term goals. And the third option was not sure. That was 4%. And uh, the option describing Sisu as long-term endurance was 34%. And while it's impossible to say where one quality ends and another one begins, when we speak of psychological qualities such as Sisu, grit, perseverance, at the same time, what is unique to Sisu is that it is something that happens more in the moment. So let's say if grit is the ability to pursue persistently long-term goals in order to achieve something that we have put far into the future, during that journey, we are most definitely going to witness and go through moments that threaten to end that journey and take us down. That is what when Sisu comes into picture. It is almost like, let's say, you are running out of gas. And if Sisu is the second gas tank that you switch on in that crucial moment, which gets you over that, that um, critical moment when you're about to quit. So it means that we dig deep into our existing, but maybe not um, resources that we are aware of in that moment. So Sisu is about going beyond our assumed or preconceived capacities. That is extraordinary perseverance, going beyond the usual perseverance. And think back in your own lives where you have dug into such a quality within yourself. And you can also think where you have witnessed that in your own For example, family members. When you think of your father, your parents, own children, your spouse. The second quality of Sisu is what I've named action mindset. And this relates to our ability to, in the face of some kind of a challenge or goal that seems far greater than our capacities and resources in that given moment, despite of that, take action. So it is us stepping into the headwind. Um, It is us not shying away from something that feels like it will overwhelm or consume us. It is what gets us going in the first place. So you could say, take a very classic example from marathon running. Action mindset is 
that what allows us to sign up for the marathon. It is what allows us to take the first step. Action mindset could relate to us having the courage to start a new start a new relationship, for example, if we have had her in the past. It is us reaching beyond that, having faith that when we start climbing the mountain, we will reach the top when we go steady. So it is us starting with the quest that we have. The third one is Sisu as latent power. So it is what I call also embodied fortitude. And this is a really curious part of Sisu because traditionally in psychology, we look at these qualities that um, we as humans tap into, they're cognitive, which means that they relate to our mental processing. It is our brain doing the work. It is our intelligence, our problem solving. But we also know from research that has been done for a long time now, but it's really also, it's now hitting the mainstream. That relates to what is called embodied cognition, which means that it is not the mind alone that offers the onset for the actions that we do but they're also driven from our body and from what is even called the intelligence of the body our first brain the original brain um, as we know is resides in the gut and it is called brain because of its neurological structure that resembles the what we usually refer to as the brain in our heads. What we know, for example, from research into the vagus nerve, which is the 10th cranial nerve that connects the gut to the brain, that there is constant traffic between those two parts. And in fact, according to research, it's about 80% of the traffic goes from the gut to the brain as it's giving instructions to our brain to react, respond. And one of the parts in Sisu is that it connects to that more so in a somatic and visceral part of our endurance in the face of extreme adversity than only, let's say, to our what is traditionally seen as willpower. So Sisu digs somewhere, goes into this deeper part of us that we are really only starting to understand fully. As a little side note, it's very interesting to know that Sisu as a word, its etymology comes from the word Sisus, which literally, literally means the insides or the intestines or the interior. So Sisu means the inside of something. What I later discovered when I was speaking with Sisu and um, doing interviews that really led to this understanding of Sisu as an embodied quality more than strictly something as a psychological quality, was noticing how people, when they started to lack words when describing Sisu, they often pointed to their gut, to their bellies. And that made me very curious. And that's when I started looking into more into Sisu as a somatic quality that is rooted in the body. There is some research looking into um, understanding how nutrition could influence our decision-making. Um, there has been research. I will look into the show notes, the um, this team who made the study. I don't re recall their name right now. But what they did was they um, took tissue from timid 
mice and they planted that tissue into the bellies of of uh, regular mice who did not by default express this kind of timidness and those mice started expressing such timid behaviors so simply impacting the the gut flora and fauna had an influence in how those mice behaved so one of these um, future sides of in understanding how courage works how sisu and all these qualities that allow us to endure um, during tough times how can we influence that not only through psychological cueing which we'll also speak about in this podcast but understanding how through healthy nutrition for example we can increase our chances of responding and reacting in a more patient um, in a more aligned way in those times when we really need the most to have that kind of ability to stay grounded and stay calm. So briefly, also look into your own life. Where have you come across these examples of what would be called Sisu as embodied fortitude or latent power, which is often described people as simply as magic? I even heard and read some of these comments in the material that I did. Because it seems that we people often seem to lack words when we go into that space where it is nearly impossible to describe how did we overcome something that felt so impossible. Look into all the, also to those moments in your life where you felt that you reached into something that you can hardly name. It's very likely that that was when you reached to your own sisu in your own life. And note down some of these stories, and that is the first little assignment that you can use this podcast for your inner exploration. With so much information out there, to the point that it's saturating our minds and brains, my wish is that these moments that we spend together over the podcast, they can be a moment for you to remember those parts in yourself that... I already know that you know. Um, there will be some new information here, but a lot of these topics that we'll go through, my guess is that it is you connecting to wisdom from your past experiences and simply sometimes maybe taking a moment to pause long enough to connect to that fire within the belly, to that determination in your heart and in your soul and in your spirit. I wish you a wonderful beginning for this new year. It's really an honor to go through this journey with you. And if you have any questions, please drop a note through my website, sisulab.com, and subscribe, and we shall keep on going on this journey together. Thank you for listening. It's an honor to walk the way of gentle power with you. If you like the show, please subscribe and perhaps tell a friend. For more information, you can visit sisulab.com.